they might for a sign trade. Let's see. This is the best thing ever. I love. They're this gonna so want to get something out of out of him. Like they're gonna want to get assets. Yeah, they are. I mean, so it'll be interesting what happens with that trade. I mean, they were gonna just gonna take on like one year of Victor Oladipo's contract just to be like, nah, we're just gonna let you go. I'm just gonna like spend it on this like very like swollen contract and just like let you go. I mean, and then again, that's what the Jazz did with like Al Jefferson. So who knows? Yeah. Oh, Al. <laughs> that was a weird I hurt, year. I hurt my buttocks. That was just a weird year. We're just like, yeah, we got two pretty decent big guys. We're just going to let them both walk away. <laughs> oh, man. I will never, ever forgive the Jazz for not re-signing Paul Millsap for letting him walk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got the next best thing. Elijah Millsap. That's right. <laughs> we absolutely did. Fucking Dollar General version. God, I forgot we had Elijah Millsap as well. Okay. That was such a weird thing. It's like, um, it feels like they had like do something because like we let two like we just let like a really popular player go. It's like, um, how about his brother? <laughs> that is nowhere so near as good. Man. That shit sucks. <laughs> we got Paul Millsap at home. The Paul Millsap at home. Oh my god! I just, <laughs> I just like looked over my phone because it lit up and it was a tweet notification that uh, it was. All I can see is Spencer Cox retweeted. No. And then, nope. Nope. Um, nope. 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 You're not bringing Senator those bad vibes. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna drag us down into your bone. Spencer Cox style. retweeted. And the tweet is Senator Sass. <laughs> Person, of course, he's retweeting like a Ben Sass thing right now. Personality ben cults Sass. aren't conservative. Conspiracy theories are not conservative. Lying that an election has been stolen isn't conservative. Acting like politics is a religion isn't conservative. You what? say that, <laughs> but the last 40 years have kind of said the otherwise like that whole thing where they're literally legislating their uh religion is that is that not part of it or uh, only the acceptable parts you know the ones where you actually get money for it nice politics isn't a religion but if you take in god we trust out of anything i'm gonna go on a shooting rampage dude <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and like all the people, um, including one we'll talk about later, who basically had full on fucking meltdowns of the concept of people swearing in on a Quran. Like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was like, yeah. actually, Ilhan Omar is an illegitimate member of Congress because there's a it's a statute like 343 of this where uh, you actually have to swear in on a Bible. It can't be a Quran. It's it's, like, yeah, that's the same vein of like. If there's yellow fringe on the flag inside of a courtroom, you can't convict me because it's actually an admiralty court and we're not on the sea. And it, it is just amazing how they can come up with like the dumbest laws ever in their own mind. Dude, I know, I know. Like there is like a triple stamp, clip. a double stamp. <laughs> there's that that clip of I can't remember what what congressperson it was or someone went on jake tapper's show and basically was having that same swearing in a, on a quran argument and when you go on jake tapper's show and you manage to be the one who looks stupid it's like whew. judge moore has also said 
that he doesn't think uh, a Muslim member of Congress should be allowed to be in Congress. Why? Uh, under what, but, under what provision of the Constitution? Because you have to swear on the Bible. You, when, you, you, when you are before, I had to do it. I'm an elected official three terms. I had to swear on a Bible. You have to swear on a Bible to be an elected official in the, in the United States of America. He alleges that a Muslim cannot do that ethically, swearing on the Bible. You don't actually have to swear on a Christian Bible. You can swear on anything, really. I don't know if you knew that. You can swear on a Jewish Bible. Oh, no, you can swear I swore on, on the Bible. I've done it three times. I'm sure Jay. you have. I'm sure you've picked a Bible, but the law is not that you have to swear on a Christian Bible. That is not the law. You, you don't know that? All right, Ted Crockett. With I don't know. I, I know that uh, Donald Trump did it when he when we made him president because he's Christian and he picked it. That's what he wanted to. That's what he wanted to swear in on. Ted Crockett with the Moore campaign. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much for being here. My panel will react when Merry we get Christmas, back. Merry Christmas, Jack. Thank you. That was a great clip because the guy just like short circuits like right in the middle of the <laughs> oh, deal yeah. and just stares ahead. He's just like, like he's just like a dumb fat Southerner guy. I forgot his name, but he just looks like he grew up eating nothing but fried mayonnaise. That was in defense of Roy Moore. It's, Oh my God! You guys oh, remember right. Roy Moore? I Wasn't wish that, I did. Oh yeah, it was his campaign spokesman, Ted Crockett. So it was, it <laughs> no, was about, it was, yes. it was about Roy Moore. Oh my God, that's right. Just, just think, if you're the campaign manager or the campaign spokesperson for Roy Moore for a pedophile, yeah, yeah, you're you're worrying about what book someone was sworn in on, as opposed to like, there's a lot of proof <laughs> my my uh, candidate kind of sort of may have committed sex crimes. <laughs> Oh my God! Roy Moore only puts his hands on the Bible. That's <laughs> that's right. If the Bible was also a nubile girl. Oh, that's that word. It's never Roy good. Moore, Roy Moore, Moore has absolutely used the word nubile in like a in casual conversation. He's wrote it in um, letters, I'm sure. He's probably signed it in some people's yearbooks too. You know, there's oh God, oh, God. <laughs> tough. And he barely lost to Doug Jones in that race, too. It was like convicted convicted pedophile. Well, not convicted. Alleged pedophile versus uh, Democrat, Democrat. And then he lost to Tommy Tuberville. Oh, that's right. Which then, I'm pretty sure Tommy Tuberville ran for Congress simply so he could finally have some success with the SEC. There we go. Zing. Well, he, that's he, Tommy Tubes for you. <laughs> he certainly wasn't winning anywhere else. So <sighs> that's absolutely right. Um, it's Brigham Young Money. We're back. Uh, Jordan's got a standing desk. He's drinking Diet Mountain Dew. I uh, right. bought this yeah. wonderful standing desk with the money I made off of Robin Hood. I sold early. That's right. <laughs> Paper hands. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I did it. I did it. There we go. Just that's, making that's it rain. Right. Actually, that's no. Anti, that's anti-solidarity, Jordan. There. Actually, he no, I, I didn't do any of that because I, I don't know why people got this idea that it was like a revolutionary act to to like just invest in like a like a stock market app because you don't beat this casino by just taking like a suitcase full of money into the casino. <laughs> yeah, and like just because like like one or two hedge funds like lost a lot of money like groups like BlackRock made like a billion dollars on that fucking GameStop stock so the house always wins Greg how are you doing I know you've got a beer over there things are looking things are looking track sooty as well 
Jordan's yes. straight up jumping around. I wish everyone could see how hyped Jordan is to have a standing desk. He's, He's like, doing... I've never seen a man more free. I also this drank a is... Mountain Dew at 9 p.m. So <sighs> this man is ready to do 12 full rounds with Tyson Fury. It just feels so good, man. I Listen, <laughs> this is great. I didn't believe in this before I finally got one, but you know what? It's the best thing ever. Everyone should have a standing desk. Chairs are for cowards. Dude. He's like, this dude's like a 2008 Google employee. They just rolled out the open floor plan. Oh my God. I'm actually, I am sitting down. I just got done. Dude, your hair is long. With- okay, so I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Greg's hair is super curly and you just like pulled out like a piece of it. It was like, it's- it looks su- like you have super short hair, but that that's like eight and in- nine inches long. What the yeah, hell? My hair is super long. Wow, curly hair out here. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I'm great. Nice. And I'm and I am sitting down because I just got done with a bike ride, which is also sitting but moving, and I'm tired. There Cowards. we go, both of you. I am also sitting because I just got done sitting watching the Jazz game where we won again. So that's good. The jazz uh, are good. I'm jazz? I'm ready to go on record saying that the Jazz are good. Uh, yeah, I'm like becoming easily like the biggest Jordan Clarkson fan. I, I love him. The man is absurd. Um, I am ready be... to get hurt again. <laughs> Me too. This this year is gonna hurt bad. Like oh, yeah. I haven't had I haven't had like this type of feeling like ever about the Jazz. So I, I mean, honestly, this is probably the best like non Stockton the Malone team. Ever. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's like even like the like Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer teams never really like seem to gel this well. Yeah, yeah. This 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 team, man, and they're so built for the modern NBA. Like. That's what why it's gonna hurt so bad when LeBron takes us out. But that's the thing. This this team gives me like heavy 2014, 2015 Atlanta Hawks vibes. Mm. Like you guys remember that team that had it had uh Corver, Jeff Teague, Millsap, yep. Damari Carroll, Al Horford. They went they went 60 and 22. Yep. And then they went up against uh the Cavs and LeBron just kicked all five of their dicks off in yep. four games. That's kind of how yeah. I'm feeling. And like it's a like that. And like a jazz fan sort of like an anthology too. I'm just like thinking, oh no, this is 95-96. Yeah. Like this is like we're we might get to the Western Conference Finals and then just give like the Lakers or something like a hell of a run, like get knocked out in six or seven games. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think well, enjoy it while it lasts, I suppose. It's, it's fun. It is I'm fun. enjoying I am enjoying winning. Winning it's solves good. a lot of problems. It does. Uh, yeah. So um, in this episode, we will be talking a little bit or kind of a lot a bit, I guess, following up on some of the Desnat discussion from last week. But we weren't planning on that. But some events have transpired since the release of our episode that's requiring some follow up. But just want to quickly thank Evan for joining us last week. Um, Love you, King. Yes. Uh, yeah. Harambe Evan. Harambe Evan. Harambe Van on Twitter um evan's a solid dude and listening to a uh, bit of a spoiler alert we listened to a podcast about uh recently about desnat and our researcher kicked their researcher's ass so just gonna put that out there and we'll get into that in a, in a few minutes but um never lost yes that's right bym so, undefeated bym is absolutely undefeated so currently, we uh, it turns out coronavirus is yet again still a thing. It's uh, and it's it's whipping ass right now. And shout outs to my pops though; he got vaccinated today. Hell nice. yeah, eighty-eight Dude. year old 
pops got Hell his yeah. shot. I'm very, so, very happy and very proud of that man. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't know if we talked about it. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it in passing, but like the vaccine rollout has been nothing short of like it's dog shit. a disaster. But like even it's it's honestly been pretty bad globally. Like um, all things considered, the United States is like in the top. I think we're number five as as far as vaccinate vaccinations per capita. But being like quote the best country or whatever, I think that's more indicative of like how bad other countries are doing behind us as well. But part of the problem that that happened, the thing I might have mentioned before, is that like. Walgreens and CVS had an exclusive contract with the federal government, essentially, to where they basically told every state, like, you got to sign a contract with them to, 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 for them to be the sole distributors of the vaccine. And um, I, it's just been completely dog shit. Like, there, as everyone knows, vaccines have been like going expired in refrigerators, getting thrown into the garbage. Um, Ruined by because- insane people. Yes, that too, uh, purposely thrown into the garbage. Um, and specifically because Walgreens and CVS don't have the distribution capacity to do this type of thing. The one state that didn't sign this agreement was West Virginia. And they've actually been doing really well with uh, distributing the vaccine through just regular pharmacies. And it turns out that as of today, I think the new um, vaccines that are coming in over the next few weeks are going to like all pharmacies. So hopefully things kick up quite a bit in the next month. Um, Andy Larson was tweeting out some stuff today where he was feeling uh, he was he had a he had an article where he's talking about his optimistic goals, and it's going to be well beyond his optimistic goals if, if this continues going smoothly. So hopefully, finally, we get this shit figured out, even though we had, you know, the year, the year to do this. Um, but on the other side uh, of that is that I'm going to oh, jump in just real quick because this please. reminds me of a very good tweet. I don't know if you guys follow Aaron R. LeBron, Proust Malone. That's right. He had a tweet um, that really summed all this up very well. And it said, Capital- capitalism is when a vaccine to a deadly pandemic exists, but we can't create or distribute enough of it because two pharmaceutical conglomerates refuse to lose out on shareholder profits by sharing the patent information. Yep. Awesome. That's it. Honestly, they should have like doing solely through Walgreens and CVS distributing the vaccine makes no sense. My brain, like they might as well just have had like fucking Maverick gas stations do it here would have been more effective. <laughs> like I tweeted out before, like get the people who hung up all the Cavalia billboards in like 2014. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> across the entire state and have them handle the vaccine that's right they could even deliver them on horseback like on those beautiful white horses i I, I kept when that came out that was around the same time that uh that broadway play with daniel radcliffe where he apparently has sex with a horse or something came out jesus and i was like thinking this is really bold for you todd like i didn't think like I, i mean if it has artistic value, I guess, but... They, uh, they brought the Radcliffe horse fucking play to Utah. Congratulations. That's a big tent for that. I don't that know. Re- <laughs> that thing was so crazy. That just, like, gigantic horse show uh, tent put up in the parking lot of Southtown Mall. Wild. Absolutely insane behavior. Um, so, on the other side of the... Wait, current- are you telling me that Dana Radcliffe just, like, starred as Catherine the Great? sort of (laughs) there we go man i I hope daniel's doing well i like daniel radcliffe um so 
currently we're also still waiting on the checks that were promised to go immediately out the door after the Senate, uh, the last Senate race that took place in Georgia. They were promised. Everybody voted their ass off and nothing happened. That's right. And there was there was so much campaign materials that went out that were like, you know, 2000 checks immediately. They had pictures of the checks from Warnock's campaign and they specifically said two thousand dollars. Uh, it's now been since it's since been cut down to 1400 because of the quote $600 down payment that everyone received. Um, so if anyone's keeping track at home, I think we're up to $1,800 from the Trump administration. And this would be $1,400 from the Biden administration, huge loss there. And the, the, the most fucking bullshit part of this whole thing is that this is all like entirely a made up number. They're just trying to figure out like how little they can do. Um, and there's no reason for that. It's not like if they do, they could do $3,000 and what would be the difference? Like, can anyone articulate what the difference would be? No, no one can. It's it's literally, oh, sorry, Uh, continue. The the difference between 3000 and 1400 would be a lot of people living comfortably for like the first time in hell. I don't know how long, but we have an economy that treats everyone like a, as like a punitive measure. So if you're not hustling, you're not bustling. So exactly, dude. It's your ass and grind, work. baby. The uh, twelve hundred dollar checks, but specifically the um, extra like six hundred dollar bonus on top of unemployment that went out like in May or whatever of, of last year, did more to eradicate poverty in this country than like anything that's been done in modern history. Just from that, and I mean, all that shit has since dried up, and a lot of people that was obviously exclusive of a good chunk of people, but. I mean, Jordan's exactly right. The reason this doesn't happen and, and like the reason why, you know, Kamala Harris, when she was a senator, was saying, you know, retroactive $2,000 checks a month for everyone and every month of the pandemic. And now she isn't saying that anymore. Like, we can't let people know that like, oh, uh, people are happy and can live comfortably if the government just like cuts people money. And that's like a thing that could if we wanted to, we could do that. We just mm-hmm. don't. No, it, it, so. it's really amazing that we don't pay more money to people during this pandemic thing, because if we did that, then Uber would just like vanish. Like, because right. no one would want to drive Uber. Like, why the hell would I have to put up with other people when I have money coming in from a source that I can actually use for, say, buying groceries or paying rent or paying car payments? But since we have a vice president whose brother-in-law was like a the chief legal officer for Uber. And whose niece is like also like the used to be like the chief creative officer or whatever the fuck that position was. We'll never get that because. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure she's the, the strategist, like a, a like one of their um, top strategists, which she also, um, you know, Uber was instrumental in in getting the Prop 22 legislation in California passed, which essentially um, just <laughs> f- fucks over. uh yeah, weren't they saying something unionization of that forever? Weren't they forcing Uber drivers in California to like ask people if they were going to vote for Prop Twenty Two or something it, like that? It, it was like on the apps, and it was like it like yeah, you were told, like getting push notifications like twelve times a day. Yeah, Jesus. it was absurd. Um, but she voted against it. The so she tweeted. Yeah, she was it. really brave about opposing Prop Twenty Two. Like after it all happened, of course, after she was instrumental in, in getting it. But but like you know, like one of the key things that's propping up so much of our like bullshit economy is economic anxiety and if they don't have people feeling economic anxiety and being on the brink of medical bankruptcy uh homelessness hunger if they don't have people feeling that 
then they a, lar- a large part of this economy like gig work specifically uber um disappears <laughs> so yeah um if, if people are getting 2k a month and get to do something else with their lives or work a part-time job and don't have to dedicate like, so much like their stay life. home and stay safe <laughs> yeah especially. amid not to amid mention a like, raging pandemic at, at a minimum that should have been the like that should have been the bare minimum during a pandemic but like right. even outside of that like we can't let people get used to that because um, if they realize that like there's more to life than, than like working like 70 hours a week to try to you guys speaking of which have you guys seen this i know the trailbillies talked about it but that that ad uh with the five Do- to nine the dolly parton five to nine ad yeah i wanted to Tell jump about off it a goddamn bridge so of course okay. go ahead yeah so First off, Trillbillies have been kind of on to Dolly Parton for a very long time. <laughs> They've been on to her. <laughs> oh, I mean, like been on her ass. It's yeah. from her, like it's from I love like those neck boys. Of the woods. Oh, they're the they're Trill- the I love listen those to the boys. Trillbillies if you don't. Yeah, like why are you listening to us? Go yeah, listen to Trillbillies. Like, donate to the Trillbillies. You get two episodes. They're that's, great. That's um, but uh, they were talking about what they've usually talked about is like how like Dolly World was like was has been pretty exploitative over the years they also had like the they also had like the dixie railroad that used to have like (laughs) union soldiers attack like a confederate train and the confederates are the good guys nice um they did away with it okay calm down but yeah there's a lot of things so this super bowl there's going to be like a i don't know what company it is but it's essentially like a gig work one where it's like working five to nine where essentially like it's just your second gig like after you're done with your first job god voice of the people dolly parton oh yeah like the whole like you can hustle and be successful or be a millionaire if you like just drive drive uber long enough that like it's it's such a disgusting like it's it's perverted this country is perverted the whole point of like nine to five like the movie itself was like uh, women in the workplace getting fed up with their shitty boss yeah. and like sticking it to the man. It's now been... your shitty boss is your phone. Yeah, that's right. Jesus, that's right. Just but you're so free. Though, you world. make your own hours. You get to make as much money as you want. It's great. So um, I think, I think that's it on like the, I mean, the checks are still like, they're trying to do it through budget reconciliation, but the Democrats are basically just um, compromising against themselves. They're like, they don't need the Republicans to do anything, but yet they're still pretending like they are. So they're still playing the, like, we have to play both sides bipartisan they don't. bullshit. Which they could they do. Don't. Yeah. All, which is like shout out to Bernie when he was on, I think it was like MSNBC or CNN the other day when somebody asked him, I was like, is bipartisan like a big goal of yours? And he just flat out said no. Yeah. Like who the no. fuck? Bi- bipartisanship isn't, we we went on like that fucking, was it Ben McAdams or Mitt Romney that we, I, it was bo- probably both. It was Ben McAdams. But like that whole obsession with bipartisanship, like, if yeah like my goal is to help the american people is what bernie said and he's like and if republicans want to join on that fucking good like today for example mitt romney was like let's give three thousand dollars for each kid good do that that's a bipartisan thing because i'm helping the people here if you want to join in on that that's fine um to which mike lee straight up and and marco rubio straight up just said no we're not going to turn turn what i forgot the name of the bill or the the tax service we're not going to turn that into 
it's a, just UBI. Yeah. We're not going to turn this into welfare. Yeah. What what they're talking about is turning like state welfare programs and TNFs uh, programs That's into right. just like straight direct payments. Now, you know, I know what you're saying too is like, I would prefer both, but yeah. at the same point too, like a lot of states have pretty much like used that for their own piggy banks. Like I think I saw on Twitter today, like they're like in Alabama, like only like 270 people like get the actual benefits that they're talking about taking back. And most of the money went towards like state officials buying trucks or buying right. trips or, you know, just your straight up good old fashioned, good old boy club corruption. So <laughs> don't we love the South? We do. We really no. do. Um, I've spent it, enough time in the South. No, I'm good. <laughs> Outside of the Trillabillies, I love you boys. Yeah. They're more Appalachia, so it's okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. They're, they're, well, other than, other than Aaron, he's actually, he's from Atlanta. Um, so Democrats have also been on fire lately because they've been able to focus their ire on Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the most Q member of Congress currently. Um, to be fair, she is a fucking psycho. She's insane. She she's absolutely insane. I can change her, guys. She is. She's incredible. Um, she is someone who, like, she was an ardent Q follower and supporter up until, like, literally, like, a few weeks into her congressional run when they were like, yeah, you got to, like, you really need to, like, chill out a little bit. Turns Bro, out she, she didn't said that, like, Jews bit. with lasers started the California wildfires. Mm-hmm. Yep, she said, yep, uh, Jews with space lasers. Um, uh, and then she also, but she was brave, Greg. Today today she admitted that 9-11 did in fact happen. So I think we're making progress here on her. That was the um, funny thing, though. Was like she never admitted that they, those things never happened. She, they, she, it's conspiracy theories. She thought like a missile hit the Pentagon. She thought like <laughs> mind control would cause people to do school shootings. So she's like, yeah, school shootings happened and 9-11 happened. It's like, you're not... Like reverting <laughs> the main points here. It's like you think crazy shit around all these things, but it's like I believe I believe that the forest fires in California happened. I'm not gonna talk about how they started or who did that, but I know that they did happen. But just a straight up drill tweet, just the she, issue yeah. correction on a previous belief of mine. Oh, we're gonna get to the you <laughs> regarding don't have to the, hand it the to Jewish them. wildfires. <laughs> you do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to them. You <laughs> that tweet will come back. Oh, we we will be, oh, yes, we'll be will. in that that tweet's going to be our mindset here here in a few minutes but um so Real she baby also drill is the name of the episode yes the reason that she's getting attacked by the democrats of course is because she um in the past refer or uh, explicitly said that nancy pelosi should be executed for treason um i'm not sure what the treason was uh exactly but Ice and i'm not consumption. you're not about to find a nancy pelosi defender on this podcast but um, generally, when you're going, it, you're getting a new job. When you have said that you that one of your new coworkers uh, should have been executed for some reason, like one of your bosses, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, that'd be like somebody <laughs> like the, like you, you get a new job and like you say somebody on the like exec team yeah. deserves to be beheaded. <laughs> so um, let's just drag that guy, that guy out in the street and shoot him. It's like yes. <laughs> Well, HR has to talk to you now. Yeah, so. that's like, and I, I, so the way that they're going after her is that they're basically saying like she she can't be on any committees. And today they voted to remove her from all of her committees. And she and you know uh, she was able to defend herself. She made this she made a big speech where she did acknowledge the events of nine eleven um, that they happened. The, the um, most 
insane like CNN cry on I've ever seen in my life. Breaking <laughs> and- news, green colon quotation marks, 9-11 happened, end quotation. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> Newsmax <laughs> called it brave. It was great. Yes. Um, <laughs> but Acknowledging Democrats- history is brave. <laughs> it was a brave moment. So We landed on the moon! Yes, no absolutely. Um, so Democrats went after her committee seats. They got her removed. But this has, in turn, given her a lot more exposure than she probably would have had. I, I don't know what the right answer is here. Um, it's probably it's a good thing to remove her from her committees because she's absolutely insane. And she was on like the Education Labor Committee. <laughs> like Kyle, like- Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. Nothing bad has ever happened from the Democratic Party elevating someone with insane beliefs. What are oh you talking God. about? That's, that's right. But like, you know, Pelosi really stuck it to them because she called out uh, um, minority leader Kevin McCarthy as being the Q representative from California. So she zap got his ass. ass there. Just zap. They're going to he- just like they're going to fuck everything up, aren't they? Oh, they are, because uh, this is the new quote from the DCC chair, Sean Patrick Maloney. He said, in reference to the Republican Party, they can do QAnon or they can do college-educated voters. They cannot do both. <laughs> just imagine, I'm just imagining the, the 2022 midterms and the red wave just looking like the elevators opening and the shining. You mean to tell me that, like, you know, positing these two things, QAnon and college education against each other might be a bad idea. Jordan, tell us why that might be stupid. Uh, because educated people can be just as insane as anyone else. You know, uh, do you want to know something about Marjorie Taylor Greene? She graduated from the University of Georgia. Georgia State, I believe. But yes. <laughs> but like, but like, also that too, like, look at a lot of the people who like storm the Capitol too. Like, you think those like real estate company owners or like graduates from the Air Force Academy or like, like yeah, like all those Air Force colonels own- were just like, <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm just some hick off the side of the road. But no, they're educated too. But the thing is, you can be educated and still believe in bad shit, crazy things. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Like most like- of the Democratic Party still believes in neoliberalism. that's right like a lot of college educated people still believe in the mormon uh never mind no we'll we'll get there as well um yeah like in trying to create this dichot like it's such a fundamental misunderstanding of how any of like anything that's happening Um, the dumbest motherfuckers on earth this really feels like the hillary moment where it's like we're gonna call him dangerous donald yeah and then they just it, like, who are so you? Bad. You're weird. And then, yeah, that worked great. Isn't it wonderful that we have a functional like party that's in charge of the government, but also not in charge of anything? It's it's really amazing. And this whole like, if you just go to college, then like, then you're and on the good team. All? The good team is the college people, and the bad team is the QAnon people. It's 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 yeah. QAnon people took over the Republican Party. Warren voters took over the Democratic Party and uh it's the it's yep. the basket of deplorables 2.0 yeah it's all it is it's, it's like we're just running the hillary's campaign except for in like slow motion as we like careen off a cliff <laughs> it's wonderful it's a it's a campaign but it's just a governing strategy it's a governing um, strategy it's it's, it's it's really amazing it's just gonna be like chelsea clinton getting more development deals and that's pretty much it like that's we're the only fun. thing this government's gonna accomplish it's it's oh you love to see it it's Bro, really remind fun. me of the show that 
uh hillary and chelsea are like producing or coming oh, out with we i wish you didn't bring that up because it's it, they're producing a, a movie about like kurdish women That's right in, in the kurdish forces anyway it's 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 going to be bad which is um, funny too because they think like the pkk is like a terrorist organization so that sure whatever it's going to be great how they're going to be like the like valiant defenders of like like kurdistan but not the kurdistan that we don't like isn't that insane how like brace belden is like a known terrorist to the united states government but yes. he was like fighting with the people that like hillary's going to be making a movie that is supposed to like uh valorize anyway well he fought with honest... the wrong kurds oh sorry uh, we gotta have the ones where we could give like unaccountable like cia money to <laughs> but you know what guys at the end of the day i'm just really happy mark Wahlberg is still getting movie roles dude <laughs> my god <laughs> speaking of a guy who acknowledged 9-11 happened <laughs> yeah. nice yes. nice got him if okay, i would have so... been on that plane i would have been able to stop him what was if that, seth mcfarland that were actually Mayor on Quimby? the plane that's yeah i think it was it was this attempted a boston accent but yeah it did it did go that way for sure listen i i I, should, I need to hit my head more to do a boston accent so just got it you gotta hit it real hard you guys, what would the world be like if Seth MacFarlane would have been on the plane and we didn't get any more Family Guy? All I'm that? thinking about is that Simpsons clip where like uh, Lionel has things about the world without lawyers and so like every race is like holding hands and everything. <laughs> the world without Family Guy. Oh my God, that's so good. So um, our, the local Utah legislature is also, um, specific, well, specifically, sorry, the, the Utah Democrats in particular, um, are clamoring for for some decency around you know sir will you please not def will you please defend our democracy because they're, they're they want our all four of our republican congressmen to say whether or not they voted to strip um marjorie taylor green of her of her appointments because those votes were private so and um, also if they voted to censure uh Liz, Liz Cheney. Cheney, which, you yeah. know, that's a great sign is if your local Democratic Party is really worried about the honor of Liz Cheney. Yeah. And the reason so this the quote civil war within the Dem the Republican Party is between the Liz Cheney, who is Dick Cheney's daughter, um, who she's one of the top ranking uh, congressional Republicans or wait, or is she a senator? No, no, she's a Republican. She's like the one Republican representative. Yeah. Yeah, she's the representative. She's the for one like, rep from Wyoming. Yeah, because they only have like two thousand people. Yeah, so it's basically she's 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 a quote good Republican now, which is great that we're defending the child of Dick Cheney now, and um, she's up against Marjorie Taylor Greene. So there was like dual censoring going on. Like, should we, you know, are, are we voting mm -hmm. against or for? Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Liz Cheney and the Utah Democrats are really desperate for us to defend Liz Cheney and apparently our democracy. So. Have you no decency, sir? Oh, God, yeah. So that's good. Um, speaking of our local Utah legislature, uh, I don't. I, I can't remember if we talked about it, but like the TNT boys. Um, for the NBA on TNT guys, Shaq in particular went after Donovan Mitchell and um, Rudy Gobert after the Jazz's last game that was on TNT. And um, a lot of people in Utah took that really personally, um, including our legislature who passed a resolution to officially um, 
was it give Shaq like a technical foul or some bullshit like that? Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal becomes the first man in American history to be assessed a technical foul by a governing body. So that's a uh, that's an interesting uh, feather in our cap, Utah. Dude, the girl who presented this resolution was wearing a referee's uniform and the speaker of the house brad goddamn fucking loser wilson who the one who extorted the teachers he was wearing a jazz jersey over his like shirt and tie this is the fucking pulled, pulled the mitt romney fit yeah it was the full mitt romney fit and it was just goddamn humiliating the mitt fit is officially a thing we're gonna that's canon now it, it's just it's, it's just incredible. I hope they like merge more Jersey work and some of their other stuff they want to do. Like, I don't know how, but it's probably going to be just as in good taste as that was. Uh, yeah. For, for the record, like Shaq is a literal cop. Like he's a sheriff. Like he sucks. He's, dude. He yeah. sucks. He's he's a whiny bastard, and he fucking sucks. But like Brad Wilson and the epic bacon girl who came up with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to foul. Yeah, I like, just want to know like the like is even worse. Yeah, I want to know what like the co- Republican conferencing that came about for that. Just like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go to Dick's Sporting Goods. I'm gonna buy a referee shirt. You're gonna wear a jersey, and we're gonna do something cool that all the papers are gonna pick up. And then like you saw the reaction from like every sports writer in like the state, just like fucking kill me now. God. It's just it, rules that like the state of Utah has just turned into a defector media punchline. Yeah. Yep. Please wait. Was that on defector? Yeah, they wrote they, someone. Someone wrote a blog oh, about God it. God damn it. It, it. Of course, like of course, as, as they should. Like fuck us up. We deserve it. Yep. Yeah. Like get our ass. It's not like we're doing anything else with our government except for like just turning it over to the <laughs> consultants and. Like unaccountable medical companies. So fuck it. Let's just do all these sorts of stunts all the time. That's right. I mean, who cares? People are dying in mass, but like, you know, what really matters is that we bring up Shaq's role in Kazam. Also, for Republicans, what the fuck happened to Blue Lives Matter? Yeah. You gotta defend Shaq. Dude, I wish I were in the state legislature. I would just say all this shit just for like. What happened to Blue? D- Sir, do you not care about Blue Lives Matter? We love Shaq, our, our resident cop on TNT, who, Deputy of course, Shaq. is a fucking asshole. And uh, that whole interview with him on, with Donovan Mitchell was so embarrassing. <laughs> and to, to a bigger point, it really does bother me at this point, like the whole inside the NBA and like with Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and all these people, like these people have been handpicked to be ambassadors and stewards of the game of basketball. And all they do is this goddamn Statler and Waldorf routine about how everything sucks. Yeah. It's It's so like, they're, they're like 2006 vice writers. It's so embarrassing, dude. It really is so embarrassing. It sucks. It's so shitty. Especially with Shaq too, because he went from like being one of the most like dominant athletes when he came into the NBA to just being a gigantic tub of shit. Yeah. Like, wow, you really showed how dominant you could be if you're seven two and four hundred pounds. I know. I'm just gonna go ahead and go on record right now and saying that Shaq is the biggest underachiever in NBA history. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yes. Like this is this is a dude who walked into being the a top ten greatest player of all time, and if he gave even a micro fuck about his body and his game. We're talking about him as the GOAT right now when he has seven or eight titles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I played a fun game last week, too, after the whole, like, uh, 
after the whole Mitchell thing came out. And I just went on basketball reference and just watched his PER just decline from his rookie year. And just like, <laughs> oh, you fucking waste of a potential. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. So I think we want to get to our uh, our last, but like a bit extended topic. I, I, ta- I, I mentioned how we were going to follow up on the Desnat discussion. And we were just kind of gonna we were just gonna briefly talk about that. Um, I I think the next morning after we recorded that, I did respond, or I think I, I think I quote tweeted the the dude who was just straight up like, I can't wait to vote for Hitler because the left is making me do this. And um, I, that was the day after we recorded, right? I think yeah, it that was, was. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, good was. morning guy. He ended up, yeah, yeah, it was a good morning guy. So we were we were all up bright and early. We were talking about Nazism on the timeline. And he <laughs> he Listen. like he was actually engaging with us in like a real like I, I man, I wish he didn't block me because I, I was trying to I, I wanted to see what he was saying. I think that was probably my fault. Yeah, it was your fault. Greg <laughs> hopped in with like you're the dumbest motherfucker on the planet, and he was <laughs> and then he blocked us all. I but, did mean it though. Like but, he came from the heart. Yeah, I did like a really good in-depth like breakdown of like the 1934 Reichstag elections. And then like, well, you know what? The reason the Nazi party won so many votes in that one was because the KPT was outlawed. The SPD's leadership had fled to Prague. And then like Greg comes in like, dumb motherfucker. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like the most like us interaction on Twitter ever. Um, I like, I like lobbed up the alley-oop. Jordan comes in with like, you know, sprinkle some fanfare and some historical knowledge. And Greg just dunk dunks him with a you dumb motherfucker. It was so and good. But the fact of the matter is like you guys both have so much more patience than me. I, <laughs> I have no fucking patience for Desnat people. Zero whatsoever. I know. I know. Suck my dick from the back. Choke on it until you cry. I think we like, all just have different posting methods. That's like, right. I don't have any patience either. I just like have a degree in history and just be like you fucking piece of shit here's what happened with president hindenburg what the fuck are you talking about and then just like you're just like fuck you and just like <laughs> I, so I respect funny. your approach way better because it's like a it's a reward direct way of what i'm trying to say anyway so it works and I, and I keep thinking like i still have like a little bit of like west wing brain where i'm gonna get him into like a rhetorical trap and then get his ass like where he so basically what i was like i was saying like these people have can have you know, convince themselves that Joe Biden is this communist takeover of the United States. And, and I was like, and he's literally like, this entire administration is sold out to, to tech companies and healthcare industry as well. And um, or health insurance industry rather. And he was like, it doesn't really matter. And And I was like, he's a right wing Democrat. And he's like, it doesn't matter what he actually is, but it matters what the perception of him is. And I was like, so you're, you're admitting that like, you know, he's a right wing Democrat. And then it was, it was just, it was fucking absurd. But um, Jordan, give us a set the stage for why we have to re- revisit this topic because it wasn't on the plan until uh, today. Yeah. Um, well, I had some free time and I had that uh, trip talk thing about like Mormon land or whatever they call their like little like religion podcast that the Salt Lake Tribune does uh, retweeted my timeline. It's like, oh, I'll give it a listen. See what it says. And 10 minutes in, I got violently angry. Yep. So the trip released an article the other day about Desnat, like a few days after we published our episode. It was, they the, released- uh, it was the 
front page of the Sunday paper. It was like yep. the feature. Yep. So the they published article. a big article front page um, about Desnat and then followed it up with this podcast episode on Mormon La- called Mormon Land. That's the podcast series episode. They had this um, quote, really good researcher on to talk about Desnat and um, God, what's her name? Hold on. I'm going to find her name real fast. Yeah. The article that. was fine too. Like it wasn't like out of this world or anything, but it was like, yeah. eh, covered most it, of the bases. It yeah. was, there was some pretty bad framing though. I'm going to read oh. just a couple of yeah, that, the, like that. It kind of like, it wasn't really like sympathizing, but it was like not really telling the full story and like allowing yeah. Des Natters to like cover their own asses. Like, yeah, there was uh, like just, yeah, there was plenty of like parts of it too where it talks about horrific things like people who were bullied like I haven't eaten in 10 days and I, I'm afraid to go outside or like there was a feminist blogger who's also still Latter-day Saint who talked about how like I'm afraid to go to church because I think they can get my address off of the church directory and then like I don't know these people are threatening to kill me and like there was also like yeah they're not that violent. Yeah. Yeah. So the person that they had on this podcast on Mormon land, her name is Marianne Clements. And um, Jordan, did I hear you say that she is an active member of the church? Uh, I don't know for sure. It seems like it though, just from like everything. I I, I took a look at her blog, which is like a general, like it's like an open source, like LDS blog where it has both non-members, ex Mormons, active Mormons, Jack Mormons, every shade of Mormon you could want. And it didn't really, it sounded like it though. Just the, the, a lot of the framing that came from her, especially during this podcast, definitely seemed like it's someone who's still an active member of the church. That's what I think too. And, and she, yeah, she provided a lot of uh, perspective that was kind of like, she was almost like speaking on behalf of like the more progressive member, the progmos as it were. Um, so I, I want to go through kind of some of the points that she, that she mentioned, um, I, you know, I don't want to be too disparaging about her as a person, especially like, I don't want to be disparaging about her as a person, but like the information and the way she framed the Desnat conversation, I thought was um, pretty absurd. <laughs> uh, but a, a lot of the things she, she said, um, specifically around, uh, you know, racism. Um, and as you know, and as we talked about last time with Evan, and as uh, I will be talking about a little bit today as well, I've, you know, I have some more examples of, of some of the things that, um, you know, Desnat is into specifically when they aren't being publicly watched. Um, so, you know, the, the episode starts out with Marianne Clements and she's talking about, you know, the origins of Desnat with JP Bellum, the guy that we mentioned last time as well. She described it as he started the hashtag to help quote, like-minded conservatives find each, uh, find one another and to quote rally members to help defend the family, which I'm sure that's innocuous. Um, yeah, no she fascist also, movement ever talks about that. Nope. And uh, yeah. She also said it was like so ra- to for members to rally to defend the church's history, which is kind of funny as well. But she also mentioned wife with a purpose as well. So and that's something we talked about with Evan. Um, mm-hmm. So they were clearly listening to our podcast and they stole from us uh, <laughs> because she really was like part of like this first like alt-right Mormon Christian shit that was going on around that time. Um, and she apparently I, I don't know if she spoke with J.P. Bellum or what, but she mentioned that he got onto Twitter specifically to interact with the discourse around wife with a purpose because she was getting, um, you know, she essentially the church directly 
essentially responded to her saying like, the, you know, the church comes out against racism and she's like, that's right. Like we should be against white racism, like racism against white people. And the church is like, well, we weren't talking about that. Like, no. And, um, you know, she got, she left the church essentially because of it. And JP Bellum got onto Twitter to interact with the discourse around you know, that girl. So that's raises a bit of a question mark why he was drawn to get on, get on Twitter to around that discourse, but really was on there and started to interact with a lot of alt-right people. He, he, he said that the Desnat hashtag was supposed to be like a jazz nation hashtag. That's the example that was used. Um, which is funny. Like basically just want to see tweets from fellow jazz fans. Yeah. And the swastika um, is a Buddhist good luck symbol. That's right. Um, but like, she mentioned like part of the idea though, was that like the, in where she was defensive of the church is like, she, she, I mean, she was saying that like a lot of opinions about the church, uh, negative ones are elevated and like not enough positive ones are, are elevated. And they, they felt targeted because anytime they would post something about their beliefs about the church, they would get ratioed. So she essentially said they started this hashtag as a defense against being ratioed so they could ratio other people. And so they could <laughs> safely share racist memes, essentially. That so was wait, like, so, so Desnat is just the corn cob movement. Yes. It's, much. it's, they <laughs> no. straight up got corn cob too bad. No, this is exactly like everything else. And like the, the culture war we find ourselves in now it's like republicans got mad for like the last four years despite having like almost like universal power because yep. they weren't represented in the culture like yep we're not seen in movies or tv shows mm -hmm. or it's like it doesn't matter that you control every court in this country it doesn't yeah. matter that you have the presidency it doesn't matter if you have congress we want to be on the moving picture box dude it doesn't it, 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 it can't be any more exactly that. They turn yeah. on the TV, they see Alec Baldwin as Trump looking like a dumb fuck and making fun of Trump. And they, they turn on the NFL and it says Black Lives Matter in the end zone. They turn on the NBA and it says Black Lives Matter in the core. They turn on network television and there's a gay couple. It's like they've because they don't have the culture represented and reflected back at them on television, like they think that they're this dwindling minority. And yeah. like they are a minority as far as um, like within this country, but as far as their control over our our government, they are completely anti-democratic and their control within our government is not reflective with actually uh, how many of them there are. And that's yeah, not it, dwindling. Exactly. They've grown. It doesn't matter that, especially here in Utah, that you have like the vast majority of the legislature being controlled by both Mormons and also by conservatives. It matters because you saw a Cheerios ad with two guys kissing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And, and like they feel that way on Twitter as well, because they get ratio, they had to develop this like little code where they could run to each other's defense and throw the likes, throw the retweets, throw the more racist memes in the comments to the get most, each other's backs. Yeah, which is the most amazing thing, because you control every other venue in this state, you control the ward houses, you control government, you control every avenue of politics. But because people tell you to shut the fuck up on Twitter, you get mad. Yeah. And so they have to defend each other this way. So um, Mary, she goes on to, to talk about like the first thing that she really that I think we're going to take the most issue with um, is how she lays the groundwork for the racism discussion around Desnat. And I, I think that's something that queued up if you guys want to hear it. Oh, yep. Yeah, I, I timestamp that one because holy shit. Do you, do you need me to? No, no, I got it. It's a, okay. it, I just do it through Bluetooth, through the phone and nice. all that. So. Cool. <laughs> and, um, where, well, do you have any idea? Does he live in Utah? 
No, he's in California. Um, that That is something to know with Desnat is that there's actually a lot of people on Desnat who don't live in Utah. It is not a Utah phenomenon. Um, it is very much a national and also an international movement. And you have lots of different ethnicities. And J.P. Bellum's been pretty upfront that he's in an interracial marriage. So, I mean, the, the accusations of racism really are very offensive to several members of Desnat because you do have multiple ethnicities in this. Um, and so that was something I kind of wanted to clear up on here is that um, they, they really, you know, they're really accepting of different races. There, there is kind of a miscommunication <laughs> going on um, with the race element. So from a kind of a progressive standpoint, so there's kind of three reasons why people target them as racist. Um, the one, they use the N-word. And so, and, and that just automatically is like, okay, obviously you're racist. But in their mind, it's more a reaction against that political correctness. And they're like, okay, so black people can use the N-word, but white people can't. So yes. we're white people saying the N-word just to be obnoxious. And because you're not supposed to do that. So it's more a reaction against the political correctness. Being a racist to be an edgelord. A, a race issue. Um, also, they're very much against Black Lives Matter. The um, movement. But, you know, like as but, President Oak said, you know, they they really but, follow the first presidency and the quorum of the 12 apostles. And so when President President Oak says Black Lives Matter, they're totally all for that. Um, uh -huh. What they don't like is the Black Lives Matter organization. They see that as very anti-family. They see that as pushing a particular agenda that they're against. Um and so that's what they see on that. And then they're also, again, reacting against this whole critical race theory thing. Classic. Like the BYU slavery oh, project yeah. that's been going Let's on. Go. Um, and there's kind of a couple different reasons on that. One of which is kind of that pride and heritage where it just, it feels like they're like, you're just trying to like tear people down. Like the whole calling Brigham Young a racist. They're like, you're just trying to undermine faith in the prophet. <laughs> so we don't care exactly what he did, but we're just going to declare he did nothing wrong because it's just going to take off a whole bunch of people who think he's totally racist and try to tear him down because of that. And so they, they really didn't like the BYU slavery project because, you know, it was like digging for information on how BYU was racist and digging for information on how these, uh. you know, these early pioneers are racist. And so, um, and, and with that is kind of the conservative view that um, this idea of systemic racism doesn't really exist. There and so the, the idea is, and this is kind of how the church has viewed it too, that racism is a personal sin. Racism is that belief that you're superior to another race, but it's very much a personal issue that's wrong and they're totally against it, but they don't believe in that systemic racism. They're and totally that's against the disconnect racism. that happens with a lot of progressives is because they're like, well, if you don't believe in it, then you're perpetuating the problem. And so that, that's, that's a big disconnect between that is a big them, disconnect. progressives and conservatives on the issue. So, you know, we should break that down from the beginning um, of what she said, <laughs> but like, the funny thing about how she ended that is kind of how she framed it in the beginning, like she like that racism is a personal sin. So she defends them by saying, um, you know, 
there's they have a lot of different ethnicities and they have the the jp jp i mentioned this on on um our episode but it appears that he he married someone from where he served a mission um and that has its own like weird connotation with these white guys that go to um usually central south america and you know, come back home and then marry someone from there and then bring her back here. Like that's a pretty common thing. And that has its own like weird, like white savior complex along with that. So it's funny that she just immediately writes that off as a defense. I mean, it's literally, I have a black friend. I can't be racist. Yeah, I was just like, going to say yeah. that it's the, yeah, I have the black friend defense. So she, John she, Rocker end, has a black yeah. wife. Like you're not saying a whole lot. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she ends by saying, you know, they don't believe systemic racism exists. They think it's a personal sin. Also stop looking for examples of systemic racism within the church and BYU. Yes, absolutely. Which is so so weird that she she frames that that way um when her defense of them in the beginning not I, I don't know if she's really defending them but her her downplaying of them being racist she straight up says they're not racist their downplaying of them in the beginning she says is because they you know have a black wife or they have members of um in this group who are go along with what they say and are doing the same racist shit so, as the so rest they're of not them. they're not nazis they're just vici collaborators yeah, it's multicultural I, racism. <laughs> I, I think there's there's problems with like calling people racist because it kind of automatically just sets off everyone's alarm spells, even if you are acting yeah. racist. But yeah. you have to look at it certain ways too. It's like, are they defending institutions of white supremacy? Are they sustaining the status quo, which s sustains white supremacy? Are they sustaining institutions that sustain white supremacy? And if you answered yes to those, then yeah, they're, you're kind of racist. Like, like it kind of falls in that trap of like identity politics for liberals and leftists too. Yep. Or like, and if you fall into that trap, like people on the right and especially Fash will weaponize it and hit you over the head with it every chance they get. I, we can't go a couple of days without Burgess Owens going saying like, I grew up in the South. Like I am a victim of racism. You don't know what racism is. It's like, I read your books. If I didn't know you wrote it, I would have definitely thought David Duke did. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, like there was on Twitter recently, there was like a black dude who was saying like <clears throat> very Nazi shit against Jews. And someone was like calling out, like calling him a Nazi for it. And someone called that person out <laughs> saying like, oh, we shouldn't be calling like black people Nazis. And it's like that's the trap you set yourself you up in here. Like I know like one of the prominent a prominent person within the Utah Desnap people is this black woman. And I saw her on Twitter advocating for an ethno state. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I actually uh, yeah. got a few quotes of her too. Cause I saw her in Peggy stacks uh, replies when she posted the story and uh whole oh boy, dude. Yeah. I'm sure it's the same person, right? Yeah. I mean, Oh, it's the same person. I'm positive of it too. Let me just find those. Sure. Yeah. Quotes. And like, you know, we had, I mean, Evan gave us examples when he was on, but I also received a bunch of um, stuff from him that he didn't read. And I'm like, you know, we've talked about Quaku in the past, but within their discord, I like their stuff that they, that they say about Quaku in particular, um, that is like so many of them just straight up calling him the N word. Um, you know, calling him like saying he still got hood rat in him because they like, call him the hood N word. Um, like I can't even, it's, it's fucking vile. And I, it, it's like, and they're posting pictures. Like I'm looking at 
um, a, another BYU uh, student other than Kwaku who's black and they posted a picture of him and said BYU N-word. Um, and then it says in quotes that, oh, in the like indicating that the quote on the picture that this guy took of himself says that guy, your got, excuse me, the, that guy, your dad wants you to marry this black dude posted a picture of himself with that as the quote. And this person who called him the N word said, God, I hope not. Uh, but the O was uh, bleeped out there with a the little, uh, so, I mean, there like I, the fact that she, I, I, I mean, I don't know if she, I don't know. I don't know why she did this or why she said it this way, why she framed their use of the N word as it just being a it's it's just a reaction against political correctness and that black people can say the N word. Why can't we? And it's just a prank, bro. The critical race theory thing is so fucking tired. She mentions cultural Marxism at one point, like as if that means a fucking thing. Um, do you have those tweets pulled up? Uh, I do have those. Yeah, it's uh, I guess Fidel cash flow as I think the person. Nice. But uh, but uh the uh, tweet I first saw of her, too, is when, like, Peggy Stacks uh, replies, like I said, from her article, which says, I would be curious to hear about my racist alt-right tendencies, Peggy. Well, I went digging. And it took me five minutes. So, first one I found was, is it too late to be Brigham's first black wife? So, that's fun. Um, here's another one. All the following are true. No human inherently has more value than another. Even if differing cultures are equal, that does not make them compatible. Countries that are homogeneous in value slash faith are happier. The American experiment failed. Yeah, that's a good one right there, too. That doesn't sound anything like what Nazis say. At it's all. literally like, I mean, what can you really say? Like, that's some racist ass shit right there. Like, I don't know. Here's another one. Oh, my God. Why? Quote, quotation marks. Why are you a nationalist? End quotation marks. Because, you know, the least diverse thing I can think of? Sacrificing your individuality to the point where we can have one degenerate sinful global culture. Y'all can bear the mark and do as you please, but leave me the hell out of it. That is literally just like replacement theory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like... um. Uh, I would like to explain several ways how she's a fascist. Yeah, and, and but because like the framing that because she's a Desnat person, um, that Desnat as a whole doesn't isn't racist, even though she's like it's it's exactly the thing that she said at the end about the they don't believe systemic racism exists yet they believe in all the systems that would that are racist systems. Like it's we, it's we don't believe insane. in systemic racism. But we have to have the systemic racist institutions to keep us safe from the roaming hordes that are coming to overtake us. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're like they talk about um, in this episode uh, as well. They talk about like following God's law instead of like like they don't really give a shit about, you know, um, regular person laws. But uh, like one in particular um, that I shared, like, you know, she, she mentioned that. There's a lot of different ethnicities. This is not just a, a Utah movement. It's a national, it's an international movement. Well, here's some of the internationalism that that's part of uh, their group. <clears throat> While you're at it, try not to get shot by the rampaging Negroes of your nation. On the subject of gun laws, trust me, Australians hate the laws. Slowly but surely it's changing. Although America is demographically absolutely screwed, the entirety of the states bordering Mexico are cataclysmic in their demographics. Gun laws can improve, demographics can't. They're destiny after all. This is from uh, the Discord. Jesus that, uh, Christ. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's the type of international, yeah. multicultural internationalism that Desnat represents is that. 
So that's oh, pretty but great. Kyle, there's a couple black people <clears throat> who identify as Desnite, so surely there is no racism there. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so, like, like saying like right wingers can't be racist because they have Candace Owens. Yeah. No, this like, is literally yeah. like every argument that everyone was making. Everyone was making after the story that came out that Quinn Snyder do donated to. Yes, Burgess exactly. Owens. Yeah. How can Burgess Owens be racist? He's black. It's like, yeah. um, pretty easily actually. Well, and, and a good example. So like the common thing, like, you know, we hate, we hate black lives matter, the movement, we hate the organization. We, we support, of course we think black lives matter, but the, but the movement and the organization and like, and they say it's attacking the family or whatever. That's, that's the which same we, shit that yeah, which we dismantled saying. last time too. Yeah, exactly. But it's and I, I just um, Sundance happened over the weekend, and I watched the new Fred Hampton movie that's coming out, <clears throat> which was actually really good, and they didn't downplay his politics at all. Um, oh yes. But they talk about like he affectionately refers to Mao twice in the movie, which is <laughs> like an from a WB HBO movie. I was very surprised, and uh, but yeah, and he and he talks about uh, socialism like the entire movie. So, um, but. You know, the, the pushback that happened against, you know, especially people like Fred Hampton, who were very open about like, you know, praising Mao or like being an open socialist and open socialist revolutionary. But even like people like Martin Luther King, the way that, that people talked about him back then is calling him a communist, like anyone that supported Martin Luther King or like that he that those people were communists, too. And this it's the exact same thing, like they're destroying the family because, you know, black liberation definitionally means uh communism and communism is bad because communism hates religion and the family and so they're using just the exact same tactics and cover here it's just so thinly veiled and it's it stems from anti-semitic conspiracy theories about jews make like instituting global communism and controlling martin luther king and malcolm x and fred hampton like this was all a communist jewish conspiracy theory i think uh um fucking burgess mentions that in his book uh a couple times um Yes, but does. yeah, I mean, God, it's 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 really just to give them to grant them the uh, they just don't like the the organization Black Lives Matter. They don't like it's it's totally just about their organizational structure. It's not anything like bigger than that. It's it's just very disingenuous. Um, they like in the episode they continue and she that it was funny the way she framed that as just like a disconnect between them and progressive simply about like systemic racism as if that's the core difference among among them and the quote progressives yeah, it's a disconnect you know you just don't have good communication and um you're just trying to find up like a bunch of old information about the church like how lds hospital used to have segregated blood banks yeah. or Jesus christ or how like Ezra Taft Benson used to call like the civil rights movement a communist conspiracy or how like uh, <laughs> President Wilkinson at BYU used to have a spy ring looking for communists yeah. who were also sympathetic to the civil rights movement. You know, yeah. stop looking for old shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop Why are you bringing looking... up old shit, bro? <laughs> Why are you bringing up old shit? Yeah. So she, I mean, you know, uh, upon that foundation she sets of them not actually being racist, she goes on to say things like, you know, they, they just want they want the balkanization of the United States, as you just read in those tweets, like the American experiment has failed. We need to like break everything up. We need ethno states. Um, she also says they want theocratic fascism. They want a theocracy. And she's, and she says their only loyalty is to church leaders. And I think that's an important thing that she, she mentions, but I think that we talked about 
um, a bit last time and it kind of how we compared that to like the capital storming thing. When, when you're told something so many times, or if like you're adhering to a law that's like outside the normal laws of society or something mm -hmm. like these people, they refer to God's law. Um, and who are they ultimately accountable? They to, they only are accountable to God. And when you have, when, when they are only believing these prophets and, the prophets are saying like, you know, like someone like Brigham Young is talking about blood atonements. Um, you know, what do they feel like they have license to do? Um, you know, she, she, she does talk about the memes, but her, her, like she went into the most mild ones really. She was talking about how they like, they make the prophets look tough. She did get into some of the more sinister things where they do like the quote apostate of the day and they target specific in individuals. I think they've probably done that with like our friend Evan, but I'm sure they did that with Kwaku, the way that they talked about him in these screenshots that I have. And they've done that with like Kate Kelly and John Denlin and, you know, like the standard like figures of it too. Yeah. Yeah. And also when it comes to like the memes now too, she talks about like Desbola for just like a second too. She just is, uh, like mentions Desbola and then like moves on. <laughs> she like compares him to ISIS. And well, like, okay. You know, yeah. I was, yeah. I'm getting to that too. Like she, um, she says and, explicitly, she's like, we saw what happened on 9 11 and then the subsequent like rise of ISIS taking over territories of like re religious fanaticism. And she says they were inspired by that and they want it. They want the homogeneous community because it's safe. And they, they, they thought that ISIS behavior in the middle East was something inspirational. And I was like, do you like, how, how did you build that foundation? The beginning of like the non-racist thing. It's just like I, blown away. That she said motherfuckers that. on earth. Yeah, yes. it really is. Uh, what I think I've taken away from most of it, listening from it too, is that she kind of means well. Yeah. Like she tries, but she has no real contemporary understanding of like the current, like the current going ons of yeah. extremist movements, of fascist movements, of white nationalist movements. Like everything is just like through this like one window of like, well, they're, they really like the church. Exactly. And, and um, she, she downplays it quite a bit by like um, Desnat's relationship with Mormonism and say, like it being a vehicle for all of the, these things that we're talking about by saying that like, you know, evangelical religions are having trouble with like uh, masculinity movements of like guys too. I'm like, these aren't the same thing. Like, mm -mm. The, um, you know, Mormonism is this inherently American religion and is the perfect vehicle for so many of these beliefs in a way that like evangelicalism isn't is is like the so much of the actual core doctrine and, and like the early church history is perfect for this type of guy for these type of guys and it's a uniquely like fertile ground for them to be able to traffic all of this white supremacy and all of the, I mean, just abhorrent beliefs they have through this, whether or not they're married to um, a Latino woman or whether or not they have uh, fellow black members of, of this group. Um, she, the, that, that way she downplays it. And I mean, she gets into like an interesting thing that where she talks about, um, you know, which I think is a good comparison to someone like the Westboro Baptist Church, where she, where they think that like it's kind. Well, she in her defense of them, she says that they believe it's kinder to not accept people's sin than to simply love one another. It's not like by me loving you, it's worse if I'm loving you and accepting the sins you're participating in, which 
could be like literally anything according to these guys um and and what we've seen from like the discord chats that we've seen especially from like talking with evan too is they're not interested in just like a call to repentance no. and just like leave you alone yeah they're interested in like a call to repentance and then if you say no we're just gonna deus volt and then just cut your head off yeah yeah and and finally man i didn't like how she ended it too because she she basically oh. described them as like this tight little cute little tight knit community of people who help help each other find jobs. They they're mentors for each other. They're leadership. They it's like leadership for each other. Uh, hey Kyle. Yes. You know who else says that? Who? The fucking Proud Boys. Yep. Yep. It's it's the exact same shit. Like she was saying, like you know, you have like these doesn't people who were um, going on missions and coming back from missions, and they like teach each other lessons. I'm like. Oh my god. <laughs> like what fucking what fucking lessons? Yeah, that's literally every fascist movement ever too. It's like Nazis took care of other Nazis, clan members took care of other clan members, proud boys take care of other proud boys if they're not yeah. informants for the feds. Yeah. yeah, you take you take care of your own, yeah. but it's yeah. fuck everyone else. Yeah, like yeah. Like I think Nazis were probably really cool with other Nazis. Like I don't think that's really like a like controversial statement. Like and it's not redeeming at all. It's not. It's like <laughs> that's what community is no matter what. Like Hitler had friends. Like I don't know what you're going with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and and I think it speaks to like what we said last time about the alienation that some of these people seem to be experiencing is yeah. like yeah, it's 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 a lonely fucking world and a lot of people are slipping in into straight up like fascist propaganda that's being trafficked through uh church history and it's yeah. um and it's really tough and like looking through like the the desnap bot for like the last couple of weeks too like you'll see usually just like the standard stuff too is like if joe biden becomes president it's gonna be the end times but every once in a while you'll see one or two just like people in actual despair yeah and you just see that too and your heart mm -hmm. breaks because like you know they're not going to get the help they need they're going to get another dose of something that's going to put them right on the path where they're currently on. And it's just going to keep going and you should, and it's fucking tragic. It really is. Yeah. Cause you just know, like if you could just like take that person aside, who's like sharing memes about killing trans people and just be like, dude, you don't want to go down that road. You, what what you're going scary. through is not, it's not bad. It's not like unnatural or immoral. It's like, it's normal. And that's what scares me, though, is that you get one person who who becomes just too radicalized, gets in too deep with this kind of stuff, and yeah. gets their brain poisoned, and all of a sudden we have another like Matthew Shepard in Laramie situation, or just like any you like know? one of the, or it's like some crazy shit, or just like yeah. one of the many like incel shooters we saw already. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like all it takes is one person to finally just have enough, and then just snap, and then what is there after that? Yeah, exactly. And, and they ask her, they're like, all right, like, what is your concern level? And she says she's like really concerned. And, and I agree that she, that she should be, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know what she thinks the causes of this type of thing are or what the solutions would be. She's like, she framed it in like a cyberbullying type way. But like, I, I mean, when you're, when you're looking at a group that like says this type of thing, like you're, I mean, and all of the things that we've gone over, it's like, this isn't just like a simple, um, you know, be nice to each other online or like, like calling the mods or something to ban people like it's, it's way deeper than that. And her being unable to even admit that this is a deeply racist 
like group of people is really concerning. And so that that's why I don't really understand what her solution. I mean, she didn't, she didn't posit a solution, but like, and we didn't really either. I mean, I don't really, I don't know what that is, but like pretending like this isn't what it is, is not doing any favors. I mean, anything short of like a full repudiation of the church isn't going to do anything. I mean, and even that might be ineffective because all it would do is probably like fracture the movement, but then those just go in a thousand different places. Yeah. So there isn't really a good answer for this. I mean, it's just it's it's just like QAnon. Like you can yep. you can do whatever you want with QAnon, but that horse is out of the barn. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. So cool. um I think that's it for this week, boys. Any any parting words we'd like to get out there before uh, we wrap up? One quick thing, um, because Democrats hate themselves and can't <laughs> I just saw that you share that. Uh, by the Twitter account Senate Periodicals at Senate PPG just tweeted out the Senate agreed to the Ernst Amendment number seven sixty seven, which apparently prohibits the increase of the federal minimum wage during a global pandemic by voice vote. Thank you, Joni Ernst. Thank you, Senate Democrats. Thank you, Chuck Schumer. Why the fuck? Whatever. Like, what does that even so accomplish? Much. I don't under. I they're literally just buying into the Republicans framing. Just I mean, this is what happens when you have a capitalist party and then like a also capitalist party, but like is annoying and whiny like this like it's just yeah you have wells fargo and another branch of wells fargo that sometimes flies a pride flag yeah and it's yeah wow so it's insane that this group of people can't whip up the enthusiasm to like win elections like they should be able to (laughs) well um we'll whip up that enthusiasm once we protect liz cheney Yes, absolutely. I, I, uh, my last thing I did, like I mentioned the Sundance this last weekend. Um, I did, as I mentioned, I watched that, uh, Fred Hampton movie that's going to be on HBO, like in two weeks, two weeks or like one week. It's on like February 12th or something. I think that's it. I highly recommend people watch that. It was actually really good. And, um, if for, uh, Warner brothers slash HBO max production, I don't think you're going to get a, a movie that more, positively um you know shows black panthers uh fighting back against cops killing cops and also speaking positively about social and armed revolution it's uh, it's really good uh jordan send us out give us some some final thoughts all right um i was not watching sundance because um if i'm not at like rose wagner theater or the egyptian i just don't consider it sundance that's fair that's yeah. elitist but fair but what i was doing was watching slc punk for the first time Hell in yes. my life and so just to announce our next episode we're gonna actually discuss slc punk and also the sequel yes, too because i hate myself oh uh, shit i need to watch that <laughs> it's on amazon prime if you got it if not it's like three bucks punk's not dead okay all right boys well everyone thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time Choose the left
don't see any will. Expressions on the faces of the starting millions of power right now. Computer drives like fannies, the motive and the captain of the murder. He's a preacher of TV, the false sincerity, the one that 